0: Welcome to 2022, our year of great increase, as prophesied by our pastor, Pastor Boni Bahati. We believe that as you listen to this sermon, God will greatly increase and multiply you in all the five core areas of your life. Be blessed as you listen. The Bible says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. Mm -hmm. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Mm -hmm. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell." So ladies and gentlemen, my sermon today is titled The Respected Offering. And the big question that we all have after reading this scripture is what makes God respect one offering and not the other? What makes God respect one offering and not the other? Why did God accept Abel and refuse Cain? Those are very strong questions, right? What makes him accept one type of offering and reject the other? What made him accept Cain and refuse accept Abel and refuse Cain rather? How did they know that my offering was accepted and mine was refused? How did they know what was accepted and what was refused? You know, these questions have wrestled theologians for centuries. I remember when I was I was very young and in Sunday school. I was taught that Cain's offering was refused because he brought rotten vegetables to God. Are you taught the same thing? So I was taught that Cain's offering was rotten vegetables. Because he brought rotten vegetables to God, God counted them as rubbish and God never accepted them. But I don't see that anywhere in the scriptures. I don't see where the Bible says, and Cain brought rubbish or rotten vegetables. So I don't know how they ended up coming into this conclusion. And again, if you look at Cain's disappointment in God's response, actually that could indicate that he expected that God would like his offering. Because why was he disappointed if he brought rotten vegetables? Why would he be disappointed? So to me, it could be that he felt disappointed because what he brought to God really meant a lot to him. And he expected that God would accept that offering. But God refused it and he was disappointed. So what makes God respect some offerings and refuse some offerings? I'll seek to answer that question today. So God rejected the offering of Cain. And that brought a lot of disappointment in him. So that is to tell me sometimes what seemed good or what seems good in the eyes of men. May not be so in the eyes of God Because this offering seemed good to Cain Nevertheless God rejected it So that tells me What seemed right in his own eyes Was not right in the eyes of God What seemed right in the eyes of Cain Never seemed right in the eyes of God Because why would God reject An offering That you've given with all your heart No wonder the Bible says that the ways of God are far above our ways. As heaven is far from the earth, so are his ways from our ways. So Cain brought an offering and he thought that God would accept accept it. So Cain did what he thought was acceptable, but God rejected the offering. The text strongly indicates that Cain's offering did not measure up to the expectation that God had of his offering. Because he did not give his very best to God, that kept the very best from God. I repeat, this scripture strongly indicates that Cain's offering did not measure up to God's expectation because he did not give his very best to God, but he kept the very best, from God, and for himself. So he never gave God his best. He kept the best for himself. So that could be one of the reasons why God never accepted the offering of Cain. So to reach to such a conclusion, I decided to compare the two offerings as described in the Bible. And I want to compare with you as we go along together. Is that okay? So on one side, I want you to write Abel's offering. On the other side, I want you to write Cain's offering. So whilst the offering of Cain is mentioned without any detail of its quality, Abel's offering is described with an emphasis on its quality. So on the side of Cain, right, no quantity. Or no quality rather. On the side of Abel, right, quality. So we can see that for Cain, his offering had no quality. But for Abel, his offering had what? Quantity and quality. So it says that Cain brought the fruit of the ground. Go back to that verse. And the Bible says, and Cain brought the fruit of the ground. While the scriptures say, Abel brought the first of his flock and their fat. Meaning, Cain never brought quality, but Abel brought what? Quality. Those small details. Seem very simple, but those simply recorded details say a lot. What is said is as important as what is not said. Tell little neighbor, what is said in the scripture is as important as what is not said. So one offering was ordinary, another offering was extraordinary. So on the side of Cain, his offering was ordinary write that down on the side of Abel his offering was extraordinary what made it extraordinary quality on the side of Cain we have no quantity on the side of Abel we have quantity so you can see for Abel he had quality here it was an extraordinary offering and he also had quantity are we together are we together talk to your neighbor and tell your neighbor neighbor are we together So the scripture goes ahead to observe and evaluate what they both offered. It shows that one offering was an act without distinction, while the other offering was an act with distinction. So the offering of Cain was an act without distinction. On the side of Abel, it was an act with distinction. Distinction, to be distinguished is to be valued, to be exemplary. So the offering of Abel was what? exemplary talk to your neighbor tell your neighbor neighbor the offering of abel was exemplary the offering of cain had no distinction it was not exemplary are we together so abel's offering was a superior offering because of the distinction so on the side of abel's offering right it was a superior offering on what basis it was Exemplary, how do we know it was exemplary The Bible says it was fast And it was fat It was fast And it was fat So his offering was superior On the basis of rank It was fast You know in Greek There's a word called proton There's a a word in Greek called proton That Greek word is where the word fast Fast comes from Tell about first things come from a Greek word called proton. So, have you used the word first things first? That is the Greek of proton. So, proton simply means something that comes first in order, in rank, and importance. Tell about proton means something that comes first in order, in importance, and in rank. For example, before you get children, <laughs> before you get children, the first thing that you should do is you should get married. Right? The right way. You go see your parents, you do the show, then you do a wedding, then you get children. Right? So, how come you you got children before you did the process? It means first things never came first. And when first things never come first, there's always chaos. Do you know why there is HIV? Do you know why there is HIV? It's because fast things never came fast. People were not supposed to have sex before they are married. Because when you have sex, it means you are married to your partner. And you should be faithful to your... So people decided to have sex with multiple before they got... And we ended up having what? HIV. Because fast things never came fast. Why do we have gonorrhea? Same story. And when fast things don't come fast, we have chaos. Look at the chaos that HIV has caused. How many parents have died and left their young ones? How many young ones have died? I hear in campus nowadays HIV is being distributed like drinking Coca Cola. You are afraid of pregnancy more than HIV. It is sad. Do you know how hard it is to live with HIV? How difficult it is. Do you know how traumatizing our society has made HIV look like? You can't even go for your drugs during the day. Yeah, people have traumatized this a lot. The trauma involved with it is so much. But you, you fear pregnancy more than HIV. So you engage in things that should not come fast. So for Abel, his offering was fasts and fat. Tell your neighbor, neighbor... The offering of Abel was fast and fast. So you see, his offering, by that definition, his offering becomes a superior offering. So the emphasis that is laid on the scripture is on quality. And that emphasis does not only catch the attention of the reader, it also catches the attention of God. That's why God sees the offering of Abel superior to the offering of Cain. So quality was related more than just to the offering itself. It spoke of the heart and the attitude with which it was given. I repeat, quality was related more than just to the offering itself. It spoke to the heart and the attitude with which it was given. Just as the attitude of Cain produced the offering of Cain, the attitude of Abel produced the offering of Abel. So the quality is not just in the giving or in the offering itself. The quality is also speaks of the heart and the attitude of the giver. That's why I told you that your offering represents you. It speaks of your attitude. When you give me a gift... What you give me, if you bring me boxers, what are you trying to tell me? What, what are you trying to tell me? Or do you bring me shirts that are torn. You don't even know the quality of shirts I wear. Can you imagine you're bringing your pastor? Pastor, Ronaldo 007. That shows that you have no honor for me. Your attitude towards me is that of dishonor. Because your gift represents you. It represents your attitude and your heart. So when you bring an offering to God, ask yourself, what attitude is God seeing in this offering? You have 1000 in your pocket, but you look for 20 bob. What attitude are you showing God? God means that you are I don't value you rank So I cannot give you 1000 bob. You are okay going to spend 1000 to buy pizza. At Pizza Inn on Tuesday. But you have an issue to spend 1000 as a gift to God. It speaks of your attitude and your heart. The condition of your heart. So God does not respect such offerings. Because why would you spend more on yourself and less on God? The giver of that life. The giver of that body. The giver of the stomach. The giver of the stomach. But you spend less on him and more on the gift that he has given you. Are you seeing your attitude and your heart is wrong? So a respected offering is an offering that speaks of quality. And that quality speaks of the attitude of the giver. The attitude of the giver. And the heart, the condition of the heart of the giver. So Abel gave from an attitude of, I'm going to see my maker. I'm going to give thanks to the one who gave me everything I have. So let me give my best. Let me give everything that I have. Let me give the fasts and the fat. But Cain said, Ah, it's a normal offering. Go and get a few vegetables from the ground and bring. Because it was a tiller of ground. So he went and got whatever he got and brought. So he said, Lord, here it is. So perhaps even the attitude he brought with is an attitude of Madarao. I see how some of you bring offerings here. Come and help me with an envelope. How you bring offerings. You have no reverence. The attitude of your heart is some way. So you just come chewing and you're coming to give an offering to your maker. The giver of life. <sniffs> King, chewing. Some of you even come and ask for change. do so, 150. I'm serious. The attitude of the heart is wrong. So that offering is not respected. That offering is not accepted. Because how will God accept an offering? And the attitude of that heart is wrong. How will God accept it? You'd rather not give it than actually, your giving is a waste. Your giving is a waste. You're just doing religious practice. Hey. Hallelujah! So, ladies and gentlemen, God expects that both giving should carry an attitude and a heart of quality. you should carry an attitude and a heart of quality. Can you imagine coming and throwing a gift to the Chief Justice of Kenya as we brought this portrait to you? Shika! Or you fold it. You see how you give your offerings? You come, who has notes? Cash, like currency. Hard cash. All of you don't carry hard cash. You have my dear. Whatever you have, give me. Quickly. Thank you. So, this is, thank you, Pastor. And no joy, So, this is how you give. You also have dollars. Okay, thank you. No, you just wanted to show us. It's not coming back. Father, give them more money in Jesus' name. So, this is how you give your offering. Let me go up here so that you see. So let's assume it's in the pocket. Number one, even how you hold money, you have no respect for it. How you fold that money? You know that kastigara that we used to see when we were growing up? Right? Is it still there? That castigara that was like this, they had no filter. So you... It was white in color. So number one, you have no respect for money. That's why you don't even have money. Because you don't respect it. I'm serious. You have no respect for money. Rich people have really respect their money. You should see how they put their money. They really respect their money. That's why I'm talking So Can I get a seat? Quickly, someone just give me any seat. Thank you. So you are seated there. Giving time is... A time. And a blessing time is... So you are there. What happened? Be a tenner. They want to. stay about to steal my money. Giving time is, and a blessing time is. Miss, yet smile. Yet smile. Yet smile. Are you a cheerful giver? You actually don't sit like this. You slouch. You slouch on the seat. You cross your. and are you 50 more Bukana Kung Fu? It's large. Then you see everybody in that row has woken up to go and give. So na am going to give you a little and So I'm going to give you You don't even check what you're giving. Then what is more? You return. Then you wake up. <coughs> Bouncing, and this is how you're holding it. Then the basket, can I get a basket, quickly? Any basket? Then the basket is here. and offering that is not respected by God. You come. And then you, you say, the Bible says what the right hand is giving, the left hand will not see. So, unai finya ndani. You go back, feeling happy, and you sit down. But look at how that look at how that note looks like. If if you are God and someone gives you note looking like this, look at how it looks like. Tuange kuele, angali ikitu. Oungekuwa Mungu, upewe pesa ivi. Ungechukua. Ufani nini. Atak mak makondakta pesa ikiwa ivi. Alakombianga kunjua. They spend more time unfolding than counting. They spend more time. You can hear the struggle they go through. What is this? How do you give God? What's the attitude of your heart? What attitude do you carry? Anytime you bring your offering to God, unfold your note. If you need to fold it, just fold it twice. Once, rather, once like this, so that there's two, two sides. Then come and give your offering respectfully, because God is looking at the attitude. See, you come and put here. It's like you You see how you give cops hongo. That's how you come and give God. God? And Peter heaven Peter Usakateni God does not respect this. Unfold them for me, and give back the honors. Or you had given as an offering Anywho, give them back God, God looks at their hearts And their attitudes They might feel cheated So when God saw the care They had taken To prepare And give their offering He looked at their hearts And he responded to Cain And told Cain, Abel took more care And took more time to prepare His offering, So that's why I accepted his offering so he told Cain, "Cain, why are you rejected, or why do you feel rejected? Just because I've accepted Abel's offering." He told Cain, "Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you just have the right attitude, if you have the right heart when you're giving your offering, will I not also accept your offering? So why are you angry? Why are you angry? Why are you running? Why are you running, Cain? Why are you running? If you had the right attitude." And the right heart. Will I not accept your offering? So God looked at the care and the preparation they took to bring their offerings. That's why the Bible says you should think before you bring your offerings. Don't come and give. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Actually, that scripture, that scripture is on the envelope, my God. That's the scripture, or they changed. No, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. 2 Corinthians. You don't even read the scripture on the envelope that you used to give your offering. The Bible says... So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not gradually or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful that speaks of the attitude of the heart. God looks at quality as part of the attitude of the heart. That's why if you don't believe in offerings, don't give them and don't talk. Don't talk. Just shut up. Let those who believe give. You that you don't believe, just shut your big mouth, because out of this transaction, you can become rejected, you can become like Cain this is a solemn transaction it is a holy transaction it is a transaction that can give life and death, look at Cain Cain was normal before Cain was normal Cain was a normal child, until when he presented his offering, everything about him changed, he came out with a curse at a point he went, went and cried unto the Lord, and told Lord, Lord, now that you've chased me and told me that because of my brother's blood Because of my brother's ah, Because of my brother's blood That people will kill me I'll become a wanderer God told him don't worry nobody will kill you I'll put a mark on your face That when people see you They see this is a cast person They should not touch <laughs> it's, in, it's somewhere in the book of Genesis How many saw that? He said I'll put a mark on your face Because you are a cast person The Bible says he went forth and the generation he produced after him was a cast generation. So what kind of concern and care do you put in preparation of your offering? So the principle we learn from Cain and Abel is that not all sacrifices and offerings are accepted. It is possible to fall short of God's expectation, even though what we are doing seems good enough to us. Our good intentions are not always acceptable to God. Tell about our, our good intentions. Our good intentions are not always acceptable to God. So it is possible to give to God and have him reject what you give. It is possible to give to God and have him reject what you give. This is important if we want to be givers whose gifts are accepted by God. This is important for us to understand if we want to be givers. Who or whose gifts are accepted by God. Abel's offering was accepted because he gave God the fast and the fat. He brought the firstborn of his flock. Abel's offering was full of a fast kind of offering. Abel's offering was a fast fruit offering. It was the best kind of offering. It was not just a fruit but fast fruits. He didn't just bring produce, but he brought first produce. It was not just the second. It was not the third. It was not the fourth. It was the first. He brought the first to God. Do you bring your first to God? Or you just bring produce? Do you bring your best? Because first is always the best. I told you first in proton is proton in Greek, which means important in order, in rank, and in? In, in uh, importance, in rank, in order, and in. Uh, what is that? I've forgotten. In rank, in order, importance. and importance. Yeah. Proton. In order, in rank, and in importance. That's what God, that's what Abel was demonstrating. God, I'm bringing to you my first. Where are my first salary? All of it. You say, Mimi, Nipadiye, Nipadiye. It's not me. I'm an agent. Actually, when you receive it, it's God who has received it. But you never got God your fast. That's why you wonder how come that in my career I don't progress. Because you never got, you never gave God your fast and fat. You ate it. No, it's your stomach that is growing big. But your career is stagnating. It's growing big because your colleagues, the ones you are employed with, have risen ranks higher than you. Actually, I would want to suggest to you, have a tradition of every year, your first salary, give it all to God. Every year, create that tradition in you. Without anyone asking you to do it. Just teach yourself that every year, my entire salary, my entire first salary of the year belongs to God. I want to give Him the first and the fat of my life. The first and the fat of my life. Because that's why Abel was accepted by God. Because He gave His first. He didn't give second. He didn't give third. He didn't give fourth. He didn't just give produce. He gave first and best. For A, for K, He just gave produce. Not first, not second. The Bible does not say He gave the first produce. The Bible says that yes, He gave. Produce. So they all gave, but one had a different attitude from the other. And what made one respected and the other not respected was the attitude, the quality, the heart. Am I preaching? Or you don't like my preaching? You don't like my preaching? So Abel's offering was accepted because he gave God his fasts. He brought God the firstborn of his flock, he brought God the first fruit offering. The first, not the second, not the third, not just produce. He brought the firsts. And how did he do that? Abel, Abel's offering was accepted because it was top quality and abundant quantity. Tell me about Abel's offering was accepted because it was top quality and abundant quantity. So on first sight... It would appear as if Abel just sacrificed one animal. In fact, if you are not keen, this is the generally held notion. However, when you pay close attention to the text or to the scripture, we see that Abel gave more than one animal. Most likely, he gave many, according to the grammar that is used. How do we know this? The Bible says that he gave the firstborn of his flock, not the firstborn of one animal. But the firstborn of his entire flock. The word firstborn is the Hebrew word bekro. Bekro. B E K O R E. I'm not Hebrew, so I don't know how to pronounce it. Bekro. This signifies a plural form. This signifies a plural form. Firstborn in Greek, or in Hebrew rather, signifies a plural form. If you read through the, if you read it in the authorized version, yeah, I don't know if the guys have that, that version. It says, "And Abel. He also brought the firstlings, the firstlings of his flock, and the fat thereof. Firstlings, firstlings, not firstling, firstlings. There's a scripture my wife was showing me in Hebrew that speaks about this. It is Hebrew chapter what? He, Hebrews 11 verse 4." Hebrews 11 verse 4. Let's go there. Hebrews 11. Quickly. Can we read it together? One, two, three. I can't hear you reading. Really. One, two, three. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was? God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still that's why he was in the he was in, he was killed by his brother. But God came and told Cain, the blood of your brother speaks from the ground. He's still dead, but he's speaking. Because he gave a more excellent gift. A more excellent gift. More excellent. Not one. Gifts. God accepted it because of that. Eh. Kanisei meyamaza. Kwany me nini. So the word firstlings makes it clear to us that you are not just firstborn. It was firstborn plural. As further evidence, or as further evidence that Abel gave many animals, the Hebrew Bible, which is called the Takah, also renders firstlings in the plural. The Bible says in the Hebrew Bible, the Bible says, And Abel, for his part, brought the choicest of the firstlings of his flock. The Lord paid heed to Abel and his offering. That's what the Hebrew says, the Hebrew Bible says. The Lord paid heed to Abel and his offering because he brought the choicest of his fastlings. Have you brought the choicest of your fastlings? On Sunday, do you bring the choicest of your fastlings? When you're coming to present an offering here, is it the choicest of your fastlings? Is it? Is it? When you're giving second offering... Is it the choices of your firstling? When you come before the presence of God, do you bring the choices of your firstlings? It's a hard message because it's touching into our hearts. And money is the number one competitor of God. It's not Satan, it's money. The Bible says you will not serve two masters. Nobody can serve mammon and serve God. So I'm dealing with an Asian spirit. The spirit that has made us retrogress. Why do you think? Uh, uh, Some countries are more developed than Africa They're always helping us They're always giving us the best They give you the choices and the best So the blessing always goes to them Here we receive donations Because here we don't give Recently, I saw Kenya had given some donations to some country. And people were zushying on, on Twitter. How can, they, how can the president give donations? I don't know what country. How can they give donations to that country? You don't realize that when we give, we, we, we ride over the people we've given. We become their, their masters. You become stronger than the person you've given. That's why your parents have a say over you. Because everything you have, they have given you. The day you have a child, you will have a say over them. Why? Everything they have. Like Jason, everything he has, you have given him. So you have a say over him. So anytime you give, you always have the upper hand. That's why the hand that gives is always on top. It's not the hand that is receiving. If I give you something, will you receive with your hand on top? At your family, come, 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 come here. Then you receive it from the top. Try and receive it from the top. Will you even receive? Where will your hand be if you are to receive? Down. Anybody who is receiving is always below. That's why you must learn to be somebody who gives. When you give to God, you're telling God, Lord, I want to be above and not beneath. So God comes under to receive. That's the only time that goes God below to receive your offering, when you're giving. All you have under God is above. But when you're giving him an offering, his hand is like this. He says, bring it. He says, bring it. That's what the Bible says, and Jesus grew with favor with God and with man. He had favor with God. How did he have favor with God? He was willing to give his dear life. So God was receiving the life of Jesus. Hey, jamani. So Abel, you did not just pick one firstling. He picked numerous firstlings. Plural. He picked many. In addition to the quantity that the scripture highlights, the, the takah uses the word choicest to replace the fat. meaning, he gave the best. So in the King James Version, the state of the quality of the firstlings, they used the word fat. But in the takah, they used "choiciest." "Choiciest" is a very strong word. In that sense of "choiciest," it means Abel gave the choicest of the firstlings. In other words, the very best or the highest quality of what he produced. You know, it takes extra effort to give something that goes beyond just the fruit of the ground, as Cain gave. To give the choices of the fasting takes extra effort to give the best. You know, in, in, if you work in uh, manufacturing companies, when something has just like a small deformity, for example, they are making garments, then they st- uh, uh, when they are stitching, they stitch it and is moved to they call that a reject. They never bring it to the market. Right? Once in a year, they have some sale at KICC that they sell such kind of clothes, especially the ones that do at EPZ, export processing. All those jeans you buy from America designer, they come from river. They go there, they are branded, they are brought back here. You say you buy more. So those clothes, if they just miss a small stitching, they don't sell it. Because it takes an extra effort to produce the choicest. So they have to look at the choiciest. <laughs> <laughs> you do you remember when you were going for trips eh? in primary school and you go to KCC, Brookside, and they would give you milk? That milk you are taking is not the best. It is either it was almost expiring, number one, or number two, it has like a small deformity. So they would give that to you, and you would feel very happy. But in their hearts, they know this is not the choicest. The choicest is in the shelves. Even the offers at the supermarket is when they are about to expire. That's why you see, a buy one, get one free. They will not give you the choicest because it takes an extra effort to produce the choicest and the best. So Cain never went an extra mile, but Abel went an extra mile. He was willing to go an extra mile to produce the choicest and the best. Do you produce the choicest and the best of your offering? Do you? And you want God to respect your offering. Why would God respect it? Ask your neighbor why would God respect it? On what account? So Abel did not just give one animal, he gave the best fastlings from his, his flock. Abel's offering was from the firstborn of each animal he had in his flock. So the plural, therefore, indicates an abundant offering as exposed as opposed to a minimal one offering. So there are two ways. To view the phrase, the firstborn of his flock and their fat. The first view is that he may have given all the firstlings from his flock and included their fat as well in the offering. Like he gave all the firstborn. That's the first view. You can view it like that. The second view, and which I want to highlight on, is that he selected the fattest the and the choicest of the firstlings of the flock for the offering. So when he was choosing klikala mafuta mncwa inakaa kitu imenona kitu sawa akasema kitu fine mali legit akasema ini mali safi hii mali safi nani Yesu Kristo let me give god as an offering because ini mali safi hosa wakoje kupeana wewe kama offering juu umekosa kwa mali safi umepitiwa na kila mtu so wakta kupea wakta kutafuta kitu ya kupea bwana wanasema tungepeana jerry lakini acha tupeana more because more morei amejieka nimalisa phi, so Abel was choosing the fattest and the choiciest. Do you choose the fattest and the choiciest? Ukona taho angapi kwa mfuko, ukona noti ya taho, ukona noti ya sombili, ukona noti ya sotano, ukona noti ya mia, na ukona noti ya fifty. Guess what I anagani? Fifty bob. It is so automatic. You will go for the list. and that is what makes God. Hey, I even feel rebuked. That is what makes God. Reject our offering. I feel rebuked by that scripture <laughs> because even me sometimes, i not taking the thousand, I take the five hundred. It still lists. It still lists compared to what I have. But Abel. No wonder God says it was counted to him righteousness. That even if he's dead, he's still speaking. For him, he said, "I want the choices, the fattest." Pastor, you have forty thousand in your account. You say, "God, chuma mi ambili." No, no Shangamon accepting your offering. Oh, give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It can't, that scripture can't apply. Because the quality is not the fattest and the choiciest. It's not the fattest and the choiciest. Can you imagine you have a hundred thousand in your account and you give 50 bob? One day I was being told of a story. One day, I was being told, I was being told of a story. Of a young, uh, not a young man, an old man He's, He lives around Kabete Three quarter of Kabete belongs to him Very rich young man Not young man, old man Very rich, extensively rich and all of us a money All that old man, you know that old money That rich money So he goes to church But the highest he has ever given As an offering All his life is suitable The highest he has ever given 50 shillings. He goes to this one of these mainstream churches. So when he died, the church was not willing to participate in his burial. Though he was rich, he lived like a poor man. He was rich like rich in terms of land and assets and properties. But he lived like a poor man. He lived in a in a in a, in a, in a matope house. A matope house. One time dogs came and broke into his house. They beat him. They did not steal from him. They beat him and told him, Mze, I always come as I always as sisi. <laughs> they beat him and told him, Jenga yamawe." Because God did not bless him. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no. So the guy was rich but was full of sorrows. Matatu You remember we have been told the story. Anabagain Matatu. Anapanda, hey, hey, eh, eh. Missy has a 50 Bob. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm, they almost beat him They beat him Or they almost I don't know if they beat him or they almost You cannot be having all this And you are beginning At 6 50 bob Because It's not about just being rich It's about enjoying it That enjoyment is what the Bible says The blessing of the Lord makes rich And adds no sorrow So you have 100,000 but you give God 50 bob You are full of sorrows my P two, too. I say I P two. P two, P two, P two. That's it, uh, it. can never be me. That's the only. That's all you you spend on your money. Mashida, policey kuahonga. When I after P two and then P three. P two. P3. What do you say? P.S. Around P's. P2, P3, P.S. P2, P3, P.S. Always in trouble. Always in trouble. Because you're not giving the choicest. Abel took the fattest and the choiciest. That's why God respected his offering. Are you seeing what made God respect that offering? So it was more than what we think. It was more than what we think. It was quality and quantity. That's why I said when I saw people giving feedback at you, we realized that quantity, quantity is not very important. It's quality that is important. I said no, I never said that. God expects quality and quantity. He does. He expects that. He wants you to give quality. Can you imagine if God gave you uh, uh, quality but never gave you quantity? So you'd be having a very quality height. <laughs> The head would be very quality. But the body, I grow. I grow. Because no quantity, no meat. Have you seen such people? You are sick when the head is growing and the body is not growing. You are sick. It's a disease. It's called hydrocephalus. Cepha. Hydrocephalus. Cephalus. Hydrocephalus. When the head is growing and the body is not growing. Hydrocephalus. Because the head has quality. But the body has no quantity. So you see both of them are important. Quality and quantity. So is your offering representing that? Is it the choicest? Sandra, pastor, is it the choicest? Wakubwa waishimiwa? Bwana 50 bob, wakubwa. Ata msikia Is it choicest? Is it choicest? Is it choicest? And hey, pastor, so when do we get money and we don't work? Do we? Do it. So where do you get money to eat? But where do you get money to buy clothes? But you have no money for offering. Look, nobody does not have something to give to God. Nobody should ever lie to you. At the synod you Do a mungu to wapi. Ah. Ah. to wapi yo. Ya kufanya dhambi uko nayo. Ya sheree uko nayo. kosa? Yanaivasha uko Entertainment allowance uko nayo. Lakini offering, hauna, where would we get money when you are not working? You see, it's not like you don't have money. It's just that you've not prioritized God in your money. God is nowhere in your money. God is nowhere in the equation. In your money, God does not exist. What exists to you when you're in problems? You prayed for one thing over and over. Over. You've been praying for that thing for long. But never been accepted. Never been heard. But another guy comes and prays and gives an offering. That's why most of the time when I'm leading prayers, I always lead you to give an offering. Because if God will not listen to the prayer because of anything else, at least because of the offering, let him listen. Let him listen. Because altars respond to offerings. If you watch Nigerian movies, you see Wangwana on a manga letter Wangwana. Sindio. Hey. I see you come to see Baba. Baba, baba. 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 baba says baba. you should I come with three goats and one, black, and one chicken. black chicken. If you want, if me, to want answer, me to answer. answer and talk to wangwana. You have to bring one black chicken and a red goat. And you see people would go and get those things. Because altars respond to offerings. Tell about altars respond to offerings. Yeah, all sorts of altars. Whether demonic or godly. That's why Indians give offerings to their God. To their altars. You know, you, you've not interacted with Indians, but very soon you'll interact with them. Listen to their stories. They will tell you. I've interacted with a few Indians. One of them is, is a manufacturer of one of the mafutas you use, a famous mafuta. I will not mention it because we are live, and he might watch it one day. So he's a manufacturer of it. So I was asking him questions. I realized that those guys are deeply religious in the sense that they are religious in their, in their path. That's why an Indian business will not fail Wewe yako, umengangana, umekata beyi, ume undercut, umeshukisha kabisa kuliko yake. Still, nothing. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't need to cut price. Saya, sasamba yikifika, nakwambia, toka, 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 ntaka kuomba. Kama ataki, wachana nayo. Ntaka bosa, ntaka kuomba. Kama ataki na yi pesa, chana nayo. Unachana nayo, unayenda, unayenda na omba. He goes takes his offering. Because altars respond to offering. Now, they have a spiritual power that is making you bow. That is making you bow. If you want spiritual power, put offering on the altar. That you will have spiritual power and there is no offering. If God himself, when he wanted power with men, he sacrificed his son, his own son, he sacrificed him for him to have power with men and to be the ultimate answer to sin. He put an unsacrifice. And the Bible says, the blood of Jesus speaks to this dead. The blood speaks to this dead. That's <laughs> the way, brother. O chieng. O neko. O monitrimoni. O kagia. You want power You want power But you will not do what, what people do to get power You know I've seen some people that I know them personally I know this one is not born again Because even the kind of business he does is not legit Like, he, For example he has something like a wines and spirits you know, for a Christian, the conscience in you doesn't allow. You say, I. So, the conscience in you doesn't allow. But that guy, the offerings he brings to church on Sundays. Eh? So, after his business going down, he's expanding. He's expanding. He has several of those. So, one time I ask myself, this guy, he's not born again. Because I know someone who is a strong Christian, you can tell. His, his conscience will be speaking to him. So if his conscience is not speaking to him about what he's doing, it simply means he's not really a strong Christian. But how come what he's doing is exhaling? Then one time as I was preparing this sermon, I got an answer. I said, I think the answer to his success is the offerings he lays on the altar. Because his attitude tells him, his heart tells him, if I give to God, God must bless my work. So because of that attitude he has, even though he does not have a relationship with God, like a strong, like you and I, doesn't speak in tongues and vibrate like we do. He doesn't do that. But financially, he's very strong. Financially, he's stronger than you. Now, come. Your Clap your hands and run. Say they will not catch me. Stamp your feet. Say they will not. He will not do all that. He will not do all that. He will not say, "Our father, our father, our father." He will not. He will not say, "Father God, repeat, repeat, Father God, repeat, repeat." He will not. But financially, he will not say, "Pray, pray, 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 pray." If you need God to help you, pray, pray, pray. He won't do that. He won't do that. But financially, he's very strong. He's very strong. I said, I said, I think strongly. It's because of what he, this guy does. Because if the offering of, God, of Abel made God respect him, that still tells me anybody who gives an offering today, God still respects them. And Abel was not born again, perhaps, because we are not told. And Abel was born actually in those days. There was nothing like being born again, because they, was, they were already, they had already sinned, and the Messiah had not come. So they was not like accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So they just produced and oh no, and nobody told Abel. To bring an offering. Have you seen anywhere the Bible says that they were told to bring an offering? Meaning it was something in them. It was something within them. That made them realize, after we work, we need to go and take an offering. That's why I told you, work and offerings are joined at the hip. Every time you work, you have to give an offering. To say, number one, Lord, I acknowledge that the abilities I have come from you. Number two, to say thank you for giving me those abilities. And number three, to produce the fruit of my hands. Ladies and gentlemen, what kind of offerings do we give? Are they respected? Are they respected? When God looks at your offering, will he respect it? Will he respect it? Will it be something that will make him leave his seat to come and receive? Michael, 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 Michael is very senior. Maybe one of those junior angels. Oh, I say, oh, ni Susan. ha? Nasema. That damn is are you? Letter na you go now? That damn are you? Letter in Yukonai, that damn is Emma, that damn is Emma, that damn is Heaven is told, shh, one of my most treasured, respected people has come. You can heaven stand because of you? Can heaven be silent to listen to your prayer? You know the psalmist says, Lord, be silent and hear me pray. God of my righteousness, deliver me from my distress. Can heaven be silent to hear your prayer and deliver you from your distress? Because the guy was saying, Lord... Be silent and listen to my prayer, the scripture you are reading in the morning. is the guy who gave, give me the scripture that speaks of the offering that David gave to build the temple. The kind of, God told, the guy who really wanted to build the temple. But God told him, no, you can't build my temple because your hands are full of blood. It's in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles or 1 Chronicles when he was about to die. God told him, you guy, you are full of blood. You can't build my house. He said, Lord, I know I'm full of blood. I can't build your house. But at least I have to prepare an offering or the materials that will be used to build your house. And the Bible says, the Lord told him, just because you thought it in your heart to build me a house. First Chronicles 29. Just because you thought it in your heart to build me a house, I count it as if you've already built. Just because you thought it in your heart, the attitude of the heart Quality speaks of attitude and abundant quality. The Bible says. Furthermore, King David t- said to all the assembly, "My son Solomon, whom, all, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, because the temple is not for man, but for the temple is not for man, but for the Lord. But it is men building it. That's the mystery." Can you imagine? That is so mysterious, eh? You're building for somebody who's greater than you. The temple is for God, not for man. But it's man building it. It's man building it. And they will never see God in that house with their naked eyes. But they say the temple is the Lord's. So that offering, you will never see God here receiving it. But you should know it is the Lord, even though it is man giving it. Verse 2. Now, for the house of my God, I have prepared with me, prepared with all my might, gold for the things to be made of gold, silver for the things of silver, bronze for the things of bronze. Look at that, quality and quantity. He had quality, he had gold, he had silver, he had bronze, and he had quantity. He had different types of of offerings. Bronze for the things of bronze. Iron for the things of iron. Wood for the things of wood. Oric stones for the, uh, sorry, wood for the things of wood. Oric stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones, and marble slabs in abundance. Wanna Joa see that isupate floya marbles? Ikinya komupa make a floya marbles. Joa appo pesa i koapo. Mundakulo ya nabiyako na kumaliza. Marbles. is very expensive. And this one was saying the slabs should be of marbles. In abundance. Quality and quantity. The respected offering is an offering that is both quality and quantity. Both. Verse 3. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house my own special treasure of gold and silver. So he said, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. I have set my affection. Where have you set your affection? That explains to me where the Bible says. That where your heart is, there your treasure will be. So that is to tell me. Your heart follows your treasure. Your treasure does not follow your heart. So place your treasure in God. Because always, your heart will always follow your treasure. Because where your heart is, there your treasure will be. Or vice versa. Where your heart is, there your treasure will be. So place your treasure in God so that your heart will always follow it. Don't place your treasure in a different place because your heart will always follow your treasure. Let u your basket. Give me that basket. Give me that basket quickly. Let your heart, tell over, let your heart follow your treasure. Come, I want you to enter into the basket. Remove your shoes. Too bad if, if, if your socks are torn. Go in. That's what God wants. God wants you to give your whole self. Because if Mwanzia is inside here, his treasure is with him there. Because you are you are You So this is what God wants. When you give yourself wholly, fully, everything you have is with you. So your treasure is with God. So your heart will be with God. But is your heart with God? David said, moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of God. Have you set your affection on the house of God? Does the house of God concern you? Do you ask yourself, how does the church pay bills? Because I come and use the toilet and water. How do they pay bills? How do they pay electricity? Master, you're telling us that we need to give for broadcast Sunday. Why should we give? Have Have you set your affection on the house of God and ask yourself, if I don't give to us the broadcast equipment, where will they come from? Because the temple is the Lord, but men are building it. This house is God's, but it is you and I who are building it. It is you and I who are building it. But it is God's. So it's a privilege and a mystery that God who is able to build his own house is using mortal men to build it. He's using mortal men like you and I. Yet he is the all-powerful, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He can build a house. Look, which is harder to build, a mountain or a building? Which is harder to build? If the architect of the mountain is God, that tells me he's also able to build a building. He's very able, but he has allowed that privilege to be given to men. That privilege of building him a house. So he says, I have set my affection to the house of God. The respected offering is an offering that sets the affection, my dear, to God. That's the respected offering. It is both quality and quantity. For Abel, it both had quality and quantity. Verse 4. Three thousand talents of gold. This comes from his private entity, from his private treasure in gold. He says three thousand talents of gold, of gold of Ifa, like the specific gold comes from that location. That is baby quality gold, from the choicest of golds. Because even gold has different quality. It's like diamond. I hear diamonds that come from different countries are superior than diamonds from other countries. There are specific countries. If diamond comes from there. Very good. Like the diamond that comes from Charles Taylor's country was called what? Uh, In West Africa. What's the name of that country? Eh? Where there's always war. Sierra Leone. The gold, the diamond in Sierra Leone is very precious. That's why they'll never have peace. Because people want that diamond. Very precious. So that gold is like what he's saying. That diamond is like what David is saying. And 7,000 talents of refined silver. Look at the offering he's giving. 7,000 7,000 talents of refined silver hey. To overlay the ho- the walls of the houses Anasema hey. Silver to overlay Refined silver to overlay walls Respected offering Silver to overlay walls Refined silver Ndugu yangu malimoja na Dawudi Mkwe malimoja Ask yourself if I was God Always put yourself in that shoe This offering that I'm giving God This offering that I'm giving God How is it? How is it? This offering that I'm giving God If God Was If I was God and I was receiving it How would it feel? Because that's, 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 in fact, the mindset is wrong. The mindset is actually wrong. Yes, you have it. Because you eat. It's only that God is not a priority in your life. God does not feature anywhere in your money. That's why the offering is not respected. And look, people move faster because, because of their giving. People progress faster. Altars speak out of offerings. Let's continue reading. Verse 5. Let's read together. One, two, three. The silver for the things of silver. For all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen, Who then is willing to consecrate himself to God? He said, I want to consecrate myself. I've given all this. Verse 6. Then the leaders of the fathers' houses leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and hundreds, with their officers over the king's work, offered willingly. So when they saw what David has given, they said, even us, we are giving. They said, hey, even us, we are giving. Because of what David gave? They said, hey, the blessing will not go with this man alone. The blessing will not go with this man alone. The blessing will not go. Even me, I have to be part of it. have to be part of it. Verse 7. They gave for the work of the house of God. 5,000 talents and 10,000 diarics of gold. 10,000 talents of silver. 18,000 talents of bronze. And 100,000 talents of iron. Let's continue reading. Verse 8. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jezahel. The Gerrishonites. Gerish, so see, they gave them... Look at that. Let's read that scripture again. One, two, three. Into the hand of... So they, the Bible says they gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord. Comma. They gave them to the hands of a man. But they were going to the treasure of but who received them? A man. So when you say pastor is eating your money, what are you trying to say? These guys gave to the treasury of the house of God. But who was there to receive it? Is it God? Who was there to receive the money? A man. A man. And they gave more than what you give. And the Bible does not say they complained. They said, Ah, 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 jamaa, anajisaidia na yo pesa. You see your mindset is wrong? You see your mindset is wrong? Let's keep reading. It's in the scripture. Verse 9. Then the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly, because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord. And King David rejoiced. Let's read again from the top. 1, to 3. And the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly, because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to and King David rejoiced. King David did what? They offered willingly with a loyal heart to the Lord, and they rejoiced because they offered willingly. They offered willingly. Have you offered willingly to the Lord? Eh? Have you, are you rejoicing that you are, when you are giving your offering? Do you feel nice? You are coming to give to the Lord. Attitude of the heart. Me me you can you can't respect your you are offering. He doesn't you it. organizing this. That's why you are giving me this. not even know you are saying, but. But 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 Let's continue reading. Verse 10. Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Verse 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And you are exalted as head over all so they gave him but they still reminded him at god we have given everything in heaven and on earth is yours so in essence what we've given is yours what we've given is yours we've not given anything that is not yours lord don't count it as if we've done something so special lord no lord what we've given is in essence what you've given us that's what the bible says in the book of james that every good and perfect gift comes from the father Above. It comes from the Father above. So they were saying, Lord, I know we've given precious things, but Lord, don't count it as if we are very important. Don't consider us as we are are coming with the attitude of pride and the attitude of feeling nice and important. Lord, consider that we've given this offering. But no, Lord, this offering is actually what you just gave us because you are the owner of everything on heaven and on earth. Verse 12. Both riches and honor come from, can you hear, I can't hear you Reading one, two, three. Uh And you reign over all, in your hand is power and might, in your hand it is to make great and to give strength, so it is you who makes people rich, and it is you who makes people poor. It is is you who makes people honored, and it is you who gives people uh, uh, riches, for both riches and honor come from you. In your hand is might to make people great and to give them strength. So if God does not make you great, you can work the hardest you want. work hard. But if the Lord does not make you great, honor and glory does your name you, Sasa. Does your name have you, Sasa? Come on to afford bundles. Verse 13. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise you. And praise your precious name. uh uh-huh. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? So they went back and said, hey, Lord, remember we are still human beings. For all things come from you and from your own have we given you. All things, Lord, come from you. And from what you've given us, we are giving back. That's the attitude that Abel had. He said, Lord, everything on earth is yours. So I'm giving the first of the firstlings. And the choicest and the fattest. Because everything I have, Isaac, belongs to you. Everything I have is amen. Thank you for intercession. I have received the revelation. So everything I have, Lord, comes from you. I don't know if I'm not boring. Let me finish. Verse 15. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you. As all our fathers, our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. Mm-hmm. Lord our God, all this abundance we have prepared to build you a house, prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand and is all yours. Lord, what has given you is all your own, it is just from your hands. That's the attitude Abel had. He was saying, Lord, I'm bringing a tribute, this is your land. I'm cultivating on your land. So I'm bringing the choices and the best. Because Lord, all I have is your own. It is from your hands. That's why quality and quantity are joined at the hip. Verse 17. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and give pleasures in uprightness. As for me... In the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all this to you. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here offer willingly to you. Give me a message Bible for that one. Specifically. Look at that. Can we read it together? I know, no, no. Everybody should read. One, two, three. I know, dear God, that you care nothing from the surface. You want us, our true selves. And so, I have given from my heart... Honestly and happily. And now see all these people doing the same. Giving freely and willingly. What a joy. You want it from my heart. This is coming from my heart. Praise and honor to you, Lord. For Lord, you are. I praise you. I give you the praise. This is coming from my heart. Praise and honor to you, Lord. For all the things that you have done, I'm praising for your love. I give you the praise. I'm counting my blessings. I just can't keep it to myself. For all the things that you have done, I'm waiting for your love, i give you the praise. Everything I have, Lord, I'm doing it willingly and from an honest heart and happily. I'm doing it happily. Do you give your offerings happily? Do you give it honestly? Do you give it from your heart? Are you happy when you're giving? Verse 18, message, continue with the message. Verse 18. Can we read together? God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Keep this generous spirit alive forever in these people. Always keep their hearts certainly firmly, or rather keep, keep their hearts set firmly on you. Keep this generous spirit alive. Can we say that God is keeping the generous spirit of our church alive? And our affection firmly set on him? Verse 19. uh uh-huh. And give my son Solomon an uncluttered and focused heart so that he can obey what you command, live by your direction and counsel, and carry through with building the temple from which I have provided. Give him an uncluttered heart. One of the reasons why we don't give to God is because of the clatter of our hearts. The clatter that you receive from the news. Oh, Don't give to church. What you receive from the world, you are giving to the pastor. You are making him rich. All that clutter is making you not focused on the power of the offering. Because it's too much clutter. It's nonsense. So pray that God will give you an uncluttered heart. Let God remove all the clutter and the nonsense that you've heard about offerings. And give you a focused heart. That you will obey the command of God. That your offering will be an offering of quality and quantity. That's what God wants. That's what God wants. Verse 19, verse 20. Can we read it together? Then David addressed the congregation Bless God, your God. And they did it. Bless God, the God of their ancestors, and worshiped reverently in the presence of God to their king. Uh-huh. Then the very next day, they butchered the sacrificial offerings, animals rather, and offered in the worship. A thousand bulls, a thousand rams, a thousand sheep, and in addition, drink offerings, and many other after they had given gold, they did not say enough, no. The following day, they now said, "Lord, we are giving more." A thousand of all these things, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, a thousand sheep. in addition, drink offerings, and many other sacrifices that they could not mention. And let's continue. Is that the, That's the end. Verse 22. They feasted all day, eating and drinking, before, uh-huh, exuberant with joy. Then they ceremonially reenacted Solomon's coronation, anointing David's son before God as their leader and Zadok as priest. Verse 23. Solomon sat on the throne of God. As king in place of David, his father. And everything went well. All Israel obeyed God. Mm-hmm. All the leaders of the people, including all the sons of King David, accepted Solomon as their king and promised their loyalty. Why, did they accept? Why, why do you think David was giving all these offerings before his son was made king? This is the answer. He gave so that the people would accept their, his child as the legitimate leader, because the offering was speaking already. He gave more than everyone else. So if his son was to come and reign after him, people had no other obligation than to listen to King Solomon. Because the offering that was speaking on the altar was way greater than anyone else had given. So their loyalty had to be with the king. And in that case, Solomon. David was not stupid. I just was telling you, altars speak from offerings. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ speaking to us today thank you for coming so clearly and so strongly thank you for flowing in understanding and in honor father i pray that this word will not be wasted word lord you told prophet jeremiah that every word he speaks will not fall to the ground i pray that this word does not fall to the ground The bible says the word of god does not return to him void the word of god does not return to him void lord let this word not return to you void let this word achieve that which you wanted it to achieve father from today teach us to give offerings that are respected, offerings that carry glory and honor, offerings that are glorified like David did and Abel did. Please, Lord, do the same for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap offering?